Hey, we're going to jump right in today. We've been in this series called Walk It Out. Uh, We are in the last week of the series, week five. If you've missed any of the previous four weeks, I encourage you to go back uh, to our social media platform, podcast, wherever you get podcasts, uh, YouTube channel, any of that, and watch or listen to it, catch up. It's been a really challenging series for me uh, as we've talked about how to walk out our faith and how to walk out our purpose uh, every day of our lives. And we've looked at the Apostle Paul in the New Testament a ton throughout this series, actually every week of the series. But today, I'm going to deviate from that. However, I could have preached a multitude of messages of the Apostle Paul on this topic today, but I decided I wanted to deviate a little bit. I want to go to Old Testament today, um, and so we're going to Ecclesiastes. So go ahead and turn in or, in or on your Bibles. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 is where we're really, really going to hang out today. Let me preface it by this. It is Life Group Release Sunday, right? And so... You are gonna you are gonna hear a lot about life groups. You already have uh, throughout this message as well. But I want you to understand something. This is not about me trying to get you into a program of Radiate Church. I need you to understand me when I say that. I it is not about that for me. Um, who am I gonna brag to? The wall. Like I mean, it's not about that. I want you to understand something. Relationships are about you. They're not about me. Life groups are about you. They're not about me. They're about getting everything God has for us out of this life. In fact, how many of you have ever tried to do something alone? Maybe something that should be done with other people. You've tried to do it alone. You ever tried to carry like a heavy piece of equipment? You know, Santa Claus brought this really big, heavy toy to my house this year for my four-year-old. Outdoor toy. Now, how many of you know Santa Claus drops them off but doesn't put them together? So I had to get it to a place where I was going to put it together. And on the box, it had this phrase. And it had a picture that depicted the phrase, but I chose, as I always do, not to pay attention to the phrase nor the picture. And the phrase was this. It's just, it's just two words. Team lift. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I thought team was just me, myself, and I. So I tried to pick up this big old heavy piece of equipment by myself. I dropped it, y'all. I dropped it, and then I had to drop my pride and go to my wife and go, team lift means me and you, baby. Let's do this. (laughs) I thought I could do it alone. I couldn't do it alone. You ever been like that? You know, you try to pick something, and it hurts, doesn't it? You know, you like pull muscles you didn't really know that you had. You know, like you pull your eardrum while you're trying to pick something up. It hurts so bad. It just don't work right. And so you get to this place, and I, I believe that life is a lot like that. I believe that if life was in a box that you purchased at at a Home Depot or something, right? And luckily it's not. But if it were, it would have that picture and those words on it, team lift. I believe life should be team lift. In fact, I think it's biblical that life is team lift. Nobody in this room was created to do life alone. In fact, if you've tried to do life alone, you've learned that the hard way. It's easier to do it by myself. I don't have to be let down. I don't have to be hurt. I don't have to worry about people talking about me, and I don't have to worry about this. And it can be easier for a season, but then it gets harder when the weight starts to pile up. In fact, let me give you a couple of statistics that I was informed of this morning that blew my mind. This is crazy. Watch this. Uh, How many of the men, how many men do we have in the room? Just go, ah, 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 
Yeah, y'all, y'all. Get. We got like two men in the room, and I'm looking at a couple hundred. Like, come on now. Y'all are crazy. Oh, 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 oh. I can't have fun in church, Pastor. I can't do Y'all got some, y'all got some, we got some quiet men in the room. Y'all like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you got to feel it in your bones when you do that. No, out of men, watch this, one out of every seven men are reported to say they have no friends. They have no real friend. Like a friend they can call and talk about nothing with. A friend that they can say things to that they don't say to everybody else. Somebody that carries life. And probably, I would, I would suspect, part of that is probably because men get very focused on work very focused on, on family and on hobbies, which aren't, none of those are bad things to focus on. But they become very heavy when you don't have a friend to do life with. They become very, life becomes very lonely whenever you walk through that without somebody to carry the weight. In fact, talking about loneliness, that's not just men, but loneliness, this is something that somebody said, the uh, physical and health uh, uh, effects of loneliness on a body are the equivalent of smoking 17 cigarettes a day. It's the equivalent of that. Some of y'all are like, well, I'm lonely and I do that. So <laughs> to you, I just say, you got to give one or the other up. Like, come on. <laughs> We're going to have a little fun today. Some of y'all are like, this ain't a church I've ever been to before. Yeah. Welcome. We love you. We like to have fun Love God, love others, have fun doing it. Here's the truth, right? Loneliness is difficult health-wise, and here's why. It's difficult health-wise because when you get into isolation, you have nobody to call you up about anything. And so now you live life however you want to live life. And now you make God say whatever you want God to say. And now you create everybody else's mindset to be what you want it to be. And now you believe every bad thought that you ever had in your mind because nobody's there to tell you it's not right. And so the more isolated you are, the more you feel unloved, the more you feel uncared for, the more you feel like everybody's out to get you and a victim mentality creeps in, the more you begin to believe theology that isn't actually theology, it's meology. Are you with me? And we begin to believe that. Why? Because we're in isolation. And I've got nobody in life to look at me and go, that's wrong. And here's why that's wrong. You ever been in a place where you look at somebody and you're going through a hard time and you go, nobody cares about me. And they look at you and go, yes, we do. Listen, I texted you three times last week. I called you five times over the past two weeks. I've made sure that you are okay. I've been praying for you every day. I gave you a hug at church on Sunday because that's the last time I saw you. I'm here for you and I've told you all you got to do is reach out to me and I'll be there. Oh, yeah, that is true. I forgot about all that. You know why you forget about it? Because you're in isolation. There's no, you, you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to make it really practical today. And, and it's loneliness becomes difficult. And loneliness happens when we stop taking steps to get better in our life. Loneliness, in fact, I think one of the greatest tools of the enemy is to get us isolated. If he can get us by ourselves, then now we'll believe anything. And so we stop taking steps in our faith to get better. We stop taking steps to meet people at church because after all, my church is too big. I can't get to know everybody. Well, only if there were things like life groups. 
And only if there were things like teams. And only if there were things like uh, uh, events and worship nights that you could go to. Come on. I can't get to know everybody. No, just get to know somebody. You know? And, and, and loneliness is difficult. And we stop taking those steps. In fact, according to some numbers and statistics that we've run right here at Radiate Church, the truth is that about 50% of us that come to church on a regular basis have not yet taken our next step. Whether that's salvation whether that's baptism, whether that's tithing, whether that's serving, whether that's groups, I don't know. But about 50% of the people that call Radiate Church home would just come and sit and have not yet quite taken their next step. Maybe some of you serve and you haven't given yet. Maybe you give and haven't served. Maybe you're not in a group. Whatever that is. We all, my point is, isn't to shame you in that. My point is to go, everybody in the room has a next step to take. Everybody. We all have a step to take to get us to a place where we're drawing closer with God. And I want to reiterate again, this is not about getting you through my program. This is about the, the next steps we have at Radiate Church, I can confidently say are based on biblical principles to draw us closer to God, closer to others, and to walk out the purpose God has given us. That's the purpose. It's not about anything else for me. It's about reaching as many people as possible and getting them into a relationship with Jesus. Our value here at Radiate Church is this. We do life together. We do life together. I unapologetically say that. Does that mean that you will hang out with me for lunch every week? No. But you can with somebody. Does that mean that every time that you think something should be done different at Radiate Church, you get to call the pastor's cell phone and complain? God, no. <laughs> But we can explain why we do things the way we do them. You see what I'm saying? We do life together. We walk through life together. That's why we lean on volunteers. That's why we have leaders. Because I can't be everything to everybody. But I will do for some what I wish I could do for all. And the truth of the matter is, is we get to spend that time together. We do life together here at Radiate Church. And life can be, y'all know this, messy Man, it can be messy. It's never cut and dry. It's never black and white. There's always extenuating circumstances for everything. Here's what I know. We weren't created to do life without relationships. And everybody in the room, including me, you need two types of relationships. You need a vertical relationship first. Because without a vertical relationship between you and God, you will never be fulfilled. You will chase, watch this, if church is where you get your spiritual fulfillment, as soon as the church you currently call home doesn't meet your needs the way you want, you'll go find another one. Somebody had better be with me today. If somebody is where I get my spiritual fulfillment, then as mo the moment they stop fulfilling that, I'll go find somebody else that will. If my job is where I get my spiritual fulfillment, then I'll go find a job every time mine doesn't. Are you following me? There's only one thing, one person that stays the same yesterday, today, and forever. And his name is Jesus. His name is God. His name is the Holy Spirit. None of it ever changes. None of it ever shifts. In the moment where I begin to develop a vertical relationship with God, now I am everything I need to be because I have everything that I need in my Father God. I'm not finding it on social media. I'm not finding it in your approval. I'm not finding it in things and programs. I am finding it in the Father and the Father alone. I don't need anything else. 
I don't need anything else because I have a vertical relationship. You don't get that through praying a certain amount of time a day. You don't get that through worshiping a certain way. You don't get that through reading the Bible a certain amount of times. You do those things in response to a vertical relationship. In fact, can I tell you something very bold today? If you've given your life to Jesus and you proclaim Jesus as your Savior and you're a Christian, the fervor and the passion with which you do those spiritual disciplines says a lot about your actual spiritual uh, vertical relationship with God. Well, God, I don't feel like worshiping today. I'm tired. Man, I'm really glad Jesus didn't say that on the cross. Well, God, I don't feel like listening or reading the word today because it challenges me. Man, I'm really glad that the disciples didn't say that instead of founding the church in the face of persecution. Are you with me today? We do those things in response to God's love. Does that mean you get it right all the time? No! It means we work at it. And it means, God, the closer I get to you, the, more my, the higher my hands will go up. And the louder my voice gets. God, the closer I get to you, the more I'll talk to you. God, the closer I get to you, the more I'll read about you. And then we need a horizontal relationship, a series of horizontal relationships. People you reach out and touch, people you do life with, people you go to church with and you work with, people you do all these things with so that you can share the load of life. Remember, life is what? Team lift. We lift it together, man. It gets hard and it gets messy and you're going to make it. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and burst your bubble. You are going to give your life to Jesus one day and you're going to make a mistake and it's going to be bad and you ain't going to know how to get through it and you're not going to want to talk about it and you need somebody that you trust to go, let me pray with you and walk through it with you because you can't do it by yourself. You're going to get to that place. You're going to get to a point in your marriage, in your parenting, in your spiritual walk where you go, I don't know what to do. And you just need, you ever been to a place where you go, if I could just talk to somebody. You need those horizontal relationships where you can call them and go, this is what I say to my friends sometimes. I don't need your advice. In fact, I'll give myself advice while I'm talking to you in just a minute. And I will tell you exactly what I need to do to fix it. And I don't need you to point it out to me. I just need to complain for a second. I need to say things to you that nobody else can hear me say. Y'all acting holy today. That's worse for some people than others. I need to complain about things that my leaders can't hear me complain about. I need to talk about things that are bothering me that I don't even know how to vocalize to my wife yet. Come on, that's life, ain't it? Oh, you hiding from your wife? No. I'm trying to figure out how to talk about it. I need somebody to help me with that. You're going to get to that place. Life is hard. And in Ecclesiastes, this Old Testament book, there's this, it, 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 I want to set it up. We're going to go to verse four, chapter 4, but it sets up the whole thing. You've got to understand this before we get to what he's talking about in chapter 4. We don't really know the author of Ecclesiastes. Most of us grow up thinking it's Solomon. But really, it's an unknown author, and the, the book is written about someone with Solomon-like qualities. In fact, it's kind of a fictional thing to where it's a character, not the person. 
And so the writer of Ecclesiastes is writing, and in verse 2, he gives us an idea of the setup of what the entire book is about. And in verse 2, he says this. In my translation, I read the New American Standard. He says it like this. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. There's the character, the, the writing style. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Well, he just likes the word vanity, doesn't he? No. If you go back to the original translation, right, context is king. If you go back to the original translation, the word is not actually vanity. It's, it's the Hebrew word, havel. And I may be messing that up a little bit. All you guys that are crazy about that stuff, you can tell me I'm doing it wrong, and I'll agree. It's fine. Havel. And havel is translated in the Hebrew as this, vapor or smoke. So now let's read it the way it was meant to be read. Vapor of vapors says the preacher. Va vapor of vapors, all is a vapor. Here's what he's saying. Go to James. James is repeating a little bit of this in, verse, in chapter one where he says life is a vapor. Here's what the writer of Ecclesiastes is saying. Life is short. Life is short. And here's all he's trying to get out in the entire book. Spend your life building what you want to spend your life building. Wealth, a mansion, popularity, a platform, celebrity set, whatever. But you got to understand, that mountain you stare at every day was here before you got here and will be here after you leave because your life is a vapor. So you spend your life building what you want to spend, but you better make sure you don't forget the most important things. Thus is the book of Ecclesiastes. Don't forget the most important things. And in chapter 4, he begins talking about he's built all these things that matter. But he's forgotten one of the most important things in the world. And guess what? It's the idea of relationships. In fact, read this in verses 9 through 12. It says this. Two, we read this in, 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 in marriage all the time, but I think it's just life. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. For if, e for if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can they be warm alone? All us married folk understand that. How is your wife going to warm up her ice cold feet at night? If you ain't lay laying there to be tortured with them. And it is a form of torture. Verse, but it's a blessing. Hallelujah. Mm, praise God. Verse 12. Hey, speaking of which, we have a relationship series starting next week. It's called It's Complicated. We'll talk about how you just need to suck it up and let her put her ice cold feet underneath your leg. We'll talk about all that. All right? So ladies, get them here. No, for real, be here. Let's pack it out. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun. But it's not just for married people. Like, for real, it is for anybody in any relationship circumstance. It, it's, I cannot, I am seriously cannot wait for this. We, we had a meeting about it this week, and I just feel God working all over it. Verse 12, and if one can overpower him, who is alone? Two can resist him, and a cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. You know what the three strands is? God, you, and the person. Whoever the person is, it can be multiple people, but you've got to have at least three strands. God's got to be that center Strand, he's saying, listen, build what you want, but don't forget relationships. Do what you need to do, but don't forget relationships. I kind of want to illustrate this for you. Will, will you let me do that today? 
In verse 9, it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. I, I know we can all kind of go, yeah, if I work by myself for an hour, and, but I bring somebody else that will work with me for an hour, and we both do an hour, we'd probably get more out of that. We'd probably get more done, right? We can all agree with that. But then he says something like in verse 10, for if, e if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But whoa, he says, I feel sorry for the one who falls. And there is not another one there to lift him up. I want, to, I want to illustrate this for a minute. LJ, will you join me on stage? You have no idea. I just called you out of nowhere. I want you to come and be my friend on the stage today. Come on, somebody. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you back to elementary school for a second. I just need you crisscross applesauce on the floor, right? Just, yep, there you go. Looking good. No, you don't have to meditate, all right? <laughs> We don't need all that. You know, as we go through life, and LJ is a friend of mine, and y'all do need to pray for him. He's a Cowboys fan. Rough. 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 Poor guy. He gets to watch fly, Eagles fly. Take it, uh, take it this week. <laughs> I know, that one hurt, didn't it? Oh, man. But as you go through life, right, things happen. And this is going to relate to some of you. All of it will relate to some of you. Portions of it will relate to others. But I know that there's a moment that we all share weight in, in life. Life can get heavy. Life can be sticky. Life can be frustrating. And let's say LJ, who is, I just want to set it up, is a very single man. Very single. <laughs> if we need to, this is Rady Date. I have his phone number I can share with you if you would like. In fact, LJ, looking at that camera right center, right in the back back there, there's people watching online right now. Show him your best side, buddy. <laughs> He's a good man. <laughs> One day, what's going to happen? LJ's going to meet the love of his life. He's going to get married. He's going to have kids, right? And what's going to happen is whenever your kids get of age, y'all know this, they have extracurricular activities that they love to participate in, and they do not care about your schedule. Not one of them. Travel ball. My kids are in travel ball and, 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 and competitive gymnastics right now. I got a four-year-old that wants to do every bit of it. And I'm like, slow down, little guy, you know. And so you got to go and you got to be a part of their things. You got to schedule it. You got to go. You got to pay the money. You got to be a part of that. And then you buy a house. You got a house. And here's the thing about a house, right? Are you mesmerized by the baseball bat, buddy? It is axe handle. Yeah, and uh, it, it, when you buy a house, the problem with buying a house is you got to keep up the house. You know what I'm saying? And so you got maintenance to do, and you got to take care of things, and, and, and I'm going to put that right there. And if your toolbox is not dirty, you have not really used it, and you will be judged. No, you got all that to worry about, so you got to come home after you're tired, and you got a, you got a wife this is clearly not all in order because you should do the wife and then the kids, right? That's the way. But anyway, we got the, and, and you get a wife and you get married and LJ, this isn't your marriage because this is my marriage, not yours. Again, relationship series starts next Sunday. Let's pack out the house and watch people learn about love and marriage and all that good stuff. Anyway, you got marriage and you got to worry about a wife now. Right? You got to do all that and you got to make sure that she's taken care of because as a husband, my number one priority is her. It's God and her and you got all that to worry about. And then you got your own hobbies, right? And we're going <laughs> to... Sometimes things don't need to be said. It's just seen. Yeah. LJ, I know you're a Tiger fan. But I just want you to know that the Lord loves you right where you are. 
in way too much to leave you there. <laughs> you got your own hobbies, right? You got, you got football and you got these things to worry about. And then your kids, as they grow up, they start going to school. And as they go to school, you have to learn sixth grade math that you didn't start learning until you were in the 13th grade. And I, I mean, you got to call in people and you got to figure this thing out. And LJ, I'm going to go ahead and do this too. I should have done this at the beginning, but life is just heavy and you got to take care of your body, man. You got to take care of yourself and you got to get, there you go. I got you. And life is just heavy and, and you got to make sure you're in shape too. Because when you take your shirt off at the beach, your wife needs to drool at you. You know what I'm saying? And, but, but, but life just it carries a weight. And then you gave your life to the Lord. And when you gave your life to the Lord, you fell in love with the Lord. And you want to read the Bible in a year. You want to know everything about the Lord within the next six months. And so you become a theological expert in all of this stuff, right? And you got that. And then that doesn't even count for, but for, for work. And you got to climb the corporate ladder. And you got to get there. You got to learn. And you're carrying life with you and it's all this stuff right and and man it's hard and LJ I need you to do I need you to stand up without dropping a thing he's getting it he's getting it (laughs) he's getting it he did it he did it but watch 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 watch. LJ how hard was that like for real it was very difficult right I set you up by stacking that up correctly I want you to know that you're welcome but how much easier would it have been before all that if I'd have said, LJ, listen, 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 man, I get, I get work, but man, you're trying, like, let's go at a, at a reasonable pace rather than trying to do everything all at once. Hey, LJ, this right here, I know you love the Gamecocks because you're saved. I know you love the Lord. Let's walk through this together. Come and be a part of my life group. So I'm going to put this right here, LJ, and... You know, we'll, I love the Gamecocks too. I know you do, and you're a huge Shane Beamer and, and South Carolina Gamecock fan. And I'm gonna give you this. And LJ, I, like I know your kids, they, they're learning all this algebra in sixth grade that blows your mind and mine. But I know somebody that teaches that. So how about I get you in touch with them, and your son and that person can have a conversation, and, and they can ask all the questions outside of that. So I'm gonna take this off your plate. And I'm going to put it on theirs. And we're going to, I'm going to help you walk this out, right? And hey, man, I can't do anything. Like, your kid needs you at their game, not me. Like, I'll be there to cheer them on. But, you know, but I can't take that. But what I can take, watch this, grab that, grab that. I can take this. I'll help you. I know you got some renovations at the house that need to be finished. I got you, man. We'll do this right here. We'll carry that one together. Here's this back. Hey, your marriage, your wife needs one husband. (laughs) I'm not joining that one. But there's a relationship series starting next Sunday. I don't know if you know that right here at Radiate Church. But for real, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you can be the husband and the dad and all that that you need to be. So I'll help you carry that. Here, we'll take this. And and we're not getting, we're just going to put it here. I'll, I'll help you with all the questions you have for that. We'll carry it together. Now, how much easier would it be for you to carry all that to stand up from that sitting position with that? Oh, yeah. Rather than, here's why. Woe is the man who falls and has no one to help them get up. I feel sorry, you can take that off, for the man that has to carry all the weight. And when life gets heavy, you can go ahead, and life gets difficult, and life gets frustrating, and life gets hard, I feel sorry for the man. 
that doesn't have someone that'll pray with him, that'll connect him with more help, that doesn't have anybody that's a phone call away, anybody to celebrate their kid's home run with. Woe is the man that doesn't do a team lift when life is difficult for anybody. And I want to tell you today that one of the spiritual disciplines that we've got to learn is we need each other. We need each other. You want to grow spiritually? You need somebody. You want to grow in life? You need somebody. And here's the beauty. We want to do life with you. We have life groups at Radiate Church. Again, not to offer things. Let me tell you what life groups are not at Radiate Church. Life groups are not a gossip session at Radiate Church. We don't come to share everybody else's business. If it's not your business, we don't talk about it. It's not what we do. Let me tell you what else Radiate Church is not. Radiate Church is not coming into an area where you tell everybody how to do everything else the right way because you got all the answers. Can I, can I be real honest? Can I challenge you for a second? Are you good with that? If you're the loudest and the smartest person in your friend group, you need another friend group. Somebody that'll look at you and go, you need to pipe down for a minute because you're not the only one with the answers. I got that. I have people in my life that'll look at me and go, hey, why are you talking so much? <laughs> Listen to what they have to say. For a preacher, it's hard not to talk a lot. Listen, life groups are not a place where we just come and high five and have fun and go home. We do all of that and we talk about Jesus. We don't call them Bible studies because we do life together. We study the Bible and we do life. We study the Bible and we celebrate. We study the Bible and we cry. We study the Bible and we celebrate uh, and, 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 and we pray. We do life together. In fact, one of my favorite uh, 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 life groups that's happening this semester, this is a shameless plug for this one, and I don't even know who's leading it all, to be quite honest with you, but I just took our staff through a brand new curriculum called, or for, brand new for us, called Freedom Group. And man, it was a spiritually freeing session in life group for us. We got to talk about things that we don't talk about with everybody. We got to pray through things, things bubbled up in the surface to where we like, holy moly, that was a mindset I didn't even know that I had deep down that is not biblical at all. I need to chill. And it sets some things free in us as staff. I know it will for you. That's life groups. The reason you need somebody is because life is team lift. It's a team lift. Here's what I want to do today. I just want to pray. And there's some people in the room that are going to go, man, I need that vertical relationship with God. I want to pray, and if you are ready to give your life to Jesus, I want you to pray that prayer with me. And at the end of the prayer, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to say, if you prayed that prayer and you gave your life to Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you out or up, but what I am going to do is I'm going to get one of my team members to put a clipboard in your hand because we want to do life with you. We want to answer your prayer questions. We want to pray with you. We want to give you a Bible and a devotional, and we want to walk this journey of faith out with you starting today. Then we got one more quick thing we're going to do. And we're going to go out and we're going to invite people to the series that starts next week. We're going to join life groups and we're going to change the world with the gospel of Jesus. Let's pray real quick. Father, if you're ready to give your life to Jesus, this is time. This is where you pray for forgiveness and submission. 
Just pray this with me. Dear God, thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus that he gave his life that I could have life. I give you my life. I submit to you from this day forward. I pray that you forgive my past, forgive my present, and redeem my future. I won't be perfect, but I want to walk with you every day from this day forward in faithfulness and submission. Thank you for giving your life, Jesus, so that I can have a place in the family of God starting today. If you prayed that prayer and you gave your life to Jesus today and you submitted your life, I just want to ask you to do something. Just hold your hand up right where you're at so that we can walk this out with you. Answer your prayers. Uh, answer your questions. Pray with you and walk it out. Amen. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for relationships. Take us deeper. We love you. In your name. Church.